Hello, dear listener. It's Paul. And this is John. You may not know it, but we are quickly coming up to our 500th episode. You might remember we made a big deal out of our 300th. And did absolutely nothing for our 400th. So for the 500th, we're going to try doing something. And that something is going to include us giving away a transformer to one of the dear listeners. I assume Yo's Toes is talking about one of them core classes, what's are affordable at all. No chance, Lou. We're talking about Studio Series. Gentlemen, if I may. Ah, oh, jeez. As the legal counsel, it is my duty to inform you that the core class is a subset of the Studio Series, and therefore your statement that the prize is of a Studio Series line of collectible action figures from Hasbro does not preclude the possibility of it being a core class figurine. Oh, I don't know that that when really in matters. Fact, the prize in question is one Studio Series 86-12 Coronation Starscream. Way to ruin the surprise, Melvin. You are welcome. Well, there you go, dear listener. If you live in the contiguous United States or Canada, email your name and state or province to transformersnitpickers at gmail.com by September 10th, 2023. We'll announce the winner on our 500th episode and send them a Coronation Starscream. Or Melvin. You could take him off our hands if you want. Sure, you insult my dignity. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 44 of Transformers Energon. It is the Omega Train. This episode was written by Akira Okay, and the last time on Transformers Energon, it was stupid. Everything was stupid, <laughs> nothing made sense. And in this episode, uh, Rodimus Jetfire, uh, Cliffjumper, and Landbine, I think it is, um, are, they're pushing a bunch of, like, rubble and debris in space to make a barrier that Rodimus acknowledges will not, quote, stop a fly. Yes, exactly. And it's just too stupid to worry about that they're trying to plug a space bridge, but maybe they think it'll distract Galvatron long enough for Optimus to get to Central City. Now, it's a barricade in front of the thing that Galvatron is going towards, and it's just a big open mesh, so I don't know how that's going to distract him, but whatever. Uh, so then we go to Kicker and RC, and they're leading, like, Optimus Ironhide. Oh, Superior's there, and, like, I think a bunch of Omnicons. Yep, and they stop to talk about how they don't have time to stop, and then they're immediately <laughs> attacked by Constructicon and Bruticus but there's no time for that either. They transform and drive off, and then they're immediately attacked again by Autobots. Yes, it's Wingding and a whole bunch of Omnicons, and then Ironhide says the line, Paul. He said the line. Because <laughs> it's even like, uh, Wingding, what are you doing here? It was great. <laughs> it was fucking great. Uh, so the everybody is excited. This is a big like reunion, I guess, kind of, but all the Omnicons are delighted to see Optimus. And then there's these three idiots. I just call them the Omnicon idiots. They're, they're yellow, red, and when blue. When did that chair get here? Yeah. Hey, when did you get here, chair? Oh. oh. Are you here to sell us those three Omnicon idiots? Then what's the point of this bit? That's fair. Do they have names? That's racist. Shh. Right. Yeah, there's these three idiots. There's a red one, a blue one, and a yellow one. And they talk in rhymes and finish each other's sentences. And they can't believe it. Their hero, Ironhide, is right here. Two things I want to say about these three idiots. Um, One, they're effectively wheelie, but... 
technically three times worse. Um, <laughs> but two is that at, at the very beginning, I thought, oh, they're going to be reflector. Like it, it's going to be done differently and it's an Autobot this time. No, no, not even close. They don't even transform in this episode or hopefully maybe they'll get to it. I don't know. But yeah, they're going to join Ironhide's team. They're 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 gung ho, but Ironhide. I don't know why it doesn't really matter because if somebody attacks off screen, we never see who it is. And they're like, oh, suddenly we have an underground hideout. Let's go there. Yeah, but they're already underground. So they have an underground hideout. <laughs> Anyways, it's like Just Rivers it and hideout. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> yeah. But now we go to Six Shot trying to locate Optimus with the computer and Galvatron just wakes up and puts the sword to his neck because he was supposed to be clearing all that debris out of the way of the space bridge. Yeah, Galvatron was having a nap. Um, and he he gets really angry that Six Shot is still, you know, uh, stuck up on, on getting revenge on Optimus. So he beats him up and then says, move Cybertron towards the warp gate. Fine. And then we go back to the Omnicon idiots who are still going on about Ironhide. Yeah, it just goes on and on and on. And Wingding thinks or shows them where he thinks Galvatron is holding Kicker's family on the screen, except Galvatron isn't holding Kicker's family. I don't even think Galvatron knows they exist. Like the other Decepticons have found them, but Galvatron... I don't think he ever even gave them orders to go find them. I don't think the other Decepticons even found them, did they? Like, they, they've come close, and a couple Terracons saw them, but the humans have been in hiding on Cybertron. But uh, they figure that must be the Decepticon base, what they're pointing at, and Wing Ding thinks there'll be a lot of resistance getting into that, but then the rhyming idiots and... They have pictures of Ironhide on their chest, because now we can see them facing the other way. They go yeah. on and on and on about how they have nothing to worry about, because Ironhide is here, and it just goes on. It goes on for sure. Uh, so we go to Dr. Kicker's dad and he's with Rad and he's like trying, he's got like a, a rod and he's trying to like lever uh, a boulder out of the way or something. But he insists this is the place where Kicker fell through his little kid and somehow found Primus. Yeah, so this guy's a scientist and he doesn't know how to use a, basically a simple machine properly. Like you need a fulcrum under that doctor. Paul, I don't think this guy's a scientist. I really don't. I've come to the conclusion he's not a scientist. He, do you remember that Star Trek The Next Generation episode where the guy had the time machine and then he, he, it turned out he was actually from the past and stole somebody in the future's time machine. And then he was going to the Enterprise's timeline and stealing stuff to go into the past and sell it. I think that, that we have a situation like this. Dr. Kicker's dad is some <laughs> level of time travel traveling imposter either way though rather than ask red to help him pry this thing loose like two of them work on it they just switch spots like yeah i'll take a break <laughs> for a minute it's like but then i think he just falls through the floor it looks like and rad goes to see if he's okay and rad falls through the floor and they're they're hanging off a rope for a bit they fall and then okay even though we find out primus is still sleeping somehow he stops them from falling yeah, well, yeah he just grabs them with these balls of energy and then that just stops him for like five seconds and then he just drops them again <laughs> from like a, a dozen feet up or so you could bust your coccyx that way <laughs> and then the dummies show up uh snowcat demolisher and mirage they just burst in through the wall and they, i guess g one of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and i guess starscream told them that this was where the super energon was uh and they're looking around and for whatever reason they assume that now they're on a scavenger hunt well yeah because first snowcat's like the well, he thinks the Primus is the Super Energon, and then a Terracon beside him roars once. Like, it says one thing, and Snowcat goes all like, what's that boy? That's not Super Energon, but what remains of Cybertron's regular supply? Like, he got all of that out of one <laughs> roar? 
And, and I think um, Demolish or, or no, Snowcat is even, whatever, the other one is like, you, you don't even know what they're saying. But uh, then, oh man, this is just, it just, this was the dumbest part. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Kicker's dad is like, hey, they think they're on a scavenger hunt. Let's fool them into thinking that. I'll take them away and then you go do whatever the hell this episode thinks you have to do. <laughs> and uh, he t- gets them to go away, but they decide that Mirage, the Decepticons decide that Mirage should stay and watch Rad. Yeah, and because uh, Rad might give them more clues for the scavenger hunt. And they're like all dancing and everything else, too. It's just, <laughs> it's just stupid. But uh, back with Galvatron, they have that pathetic barrier on the screen, and Galvatron's like, blasting this away is pointless. We can smash right through it, but I want to make it loud and clear who the Autobots are dealing with. And commercial break, I think. And when we come back, Optimus, uh, he tells Ironhide, hey, you take all these idiots and I think some other <laughs> Omnicons. And th- okay, at one point they're told they're going to rescue Bulkhead. And I don't think that ever happens. No, not in this episode anyway. But yeah, Ironhide's going to lead the team to rescue him and the others, whoever the others are. And uh, Optimus is going to distract the Decepticons, I guess, and Omega Supreme and Kicker will rescue Kicker's family. Then Optimus gives Ironhide a, a really clunky motivational speech, and Kicker insists that my family will thank you. <laughs> it's, yeah, the dialogue is very disjointed in this episode. It incredibly. Like. Incredibly. I've got a new theory, Paul. I think that when every actor came in, they were just like, okay, most times when you're doing uh, voice work in animation, you don't have every voice actor in you just read you know you have one person come in and read all their lines but i think in this they had one person come in with just their lines no action and none of the (laughs) other dialogue so nothing could be referenced or made sense and that's why the tone of everything is off (laughs) but uh yeah, they just go on about his value as a warrior, and he's the best, and he's got zest and all this shit. Oh, God, and it all rhymes. For half an hour, and back outside, Scorponok joins Constructicon and Bruticus, who can't find the Autobots. Oh, wait, there they are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Optimus and Wingding come out, they fly up, they combine into not blue mittens mode. Boo! <laughs> and then Galvatron's beaten up six shot again. Yeah, he just smashes him one again for... Doing things on his own, I guess. And then he says, I'll send Starscream to deal with Optimus because he'll follow orders. Well, just let this guy do it. He wants to do it. He's got him on the screen. It doesn't matter. He also says that he knows destroying Optimus has been his cause since he was created or something. Uh, But no, it hasn't. It's like taking over the universe. That's your cause. Uh, (laughs) Oh, there was one funny bit, though, where he grabs Sixshot by the shoulders and he's shaking him back and forth. And Sixshot's like, whoa, 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 wobbling around. Eh, back with Optimus, he and Superion are still trying to keep the Decepticons busy, I guess. But then Starscream unstealth devices and mentions something about how I'm much stronger than the last time we fought. And Optimus, you know, realizes, holy shit, what happened to this guy? He's way tougher. Yeah, this is an okay fight. Starscream's got some good moves. He does those big shoulder cannons. And despite booing the not-blue Optimus mitten, uh, Optimus wingding, whatever thing he is, I do like it when they discombine or discombobulate, yeah. whatever they do, they spread open and avoid laser fire that way and then combine somewhere else. That was kind of neat. And yeah, back with the other Autobots, the other two teams head out. I guess they got their signal. And uh, first, these three idiots are all like, action time, action time. They're running down the stairs. But as soon as they see a Decepticon, they're like, run away. Yeah, they <laughs> panic. They run back and Ironhide gives them a speech that is, you know what? It's legitimately good advice. Like, he says, they're like, what do you do when you're scared and you have to pretend you're confident? And he's like, I just fake it. He literally tells them to fake it till you make it. And you know what? 
Projecting confidence is good advice. And I guess it works eventually, because again, this just takes forever. And they head off again, and Constructor Khan sees them running towards him, because they're on the same kind of platform, it seems. Then he's like, what's going on down there? But then when the shot switches, he's suddenly on a higher platform, so now the line makes sense. You didn't quite describe that properly, Paul. They're running towards him on a bridge in a straight line with no cover, (laughs) and this works. And with Kicker's group, Omega Supreme transforms into train mode and just gets up speed, does a 360, just smashing through Decepticons in their way, and away they go at top speed, and even Bruticus jumps out of the way. So why didn't they just do that to begin with? (laughs) Good question. I think they also conveniently just land on some tracks that are there. Yeah, because they mentioned something about how there's a station up ahead. Yeah, and then I didn't know this was, this episode was just, none of the motivation made sense or the setup worked with the payoffs but was there a point where they said hey we have to get in so we can ride a rail out because it's there everybody's cheering that they've escaped but they were outside to begin with they went <laughs> in and then escaped but uh back with the others optimus and superior move to part b of their plan which is try and join up with kicker i guess and again six shot gets them on the screen and again galvatron smashes him one and he's like look <laughs> all you need to do is press this one button here i'll do it myself but so why didn't you just do it yourself? And Galvatron's like, no, and he won't let him do it for reasons. So the, Cybertron uh, crashes through the trash barricade, which we knew was going to happen. Um, and it, I think it takes a bunch of Autobots with it. Well, it looks to me like Jetfire gets blown into the space bridge. And it looks to me like Rodimus is killed because like he, he's in a lot of pain and the screen fades to white. That's usually the signal that, you know, this guy just got fried to death. Yeah, and then we see uh, uh, Cybertron and its green gassiness goes through the space bridge, and then Alpha Q starts to talk again, which brings us to another installment of the podcast within a podcast, Alpha Q Whines and Complains. In this episode of Alpha Q Whines and Complains, Alpha Q comes in at the very end of the episode, and what does he do, Paul? He narrates. Huh, that doesn't make much sense. Sure doesn't. Brought to you by Bosco's. Six Shot gets Optimus on the screen three times, and every time, Galvatron smashes him one for doing that instead of pushing the button to fire the Energon grid. Well, like that mage in Skyrim says, if you don't want people to find out what you're doing, don't tell them you're doing it. Stop saying that you found Optimus out loud. But speaking of where Optimus is, so are Scorponok, Bruticus, and Constructicon. Why doesn't he tell Galvatron that they're dealing with Optimus before he sends Starscream to deal with Optimus, even though he could go deal with Optimus himself if he didn't have to stay and make sure Sixshot presses the button instead of dealing with Optimus? We're going around in circles. Just press the fucking button and have it done, man. There, you followed his orders. You should be happy about that. Then you can just say, oh, would you look at that, Galvatron? While the Energon grid was busy destroying that absolutely pissant attempt by the Autobots to plug the space bridge, the computer detected Optimus. It's all the way you were. It's an Autobot computer, isn't it? Just because you drew an X through the Autobot symbol on the wall doesn't change who built the place. Tell Galvatron the thing must just keep track of where Optimus is. It might even be true. And now that the button's been pressed, he doesn't need to stay and make sure you press it, so he'll probably leave you alone and you can do whatever you want, like try and... Here we are at the end of another episode of Defend Piss. The episode we just watched was Omega Train. Paul, where did you feel the pain? <laughs> uh, the bits, some of the bits with Omega Supreme. Like when he does that 
fishtail 360 thing just that was smashes cool. through them and then ends up on the tracks and takes off at like a thousand miles an hour that was kind of cool I, I did like that and uh some of the other action like the starscream and optimus that was all right but it's a pretty daft episode yeah it's a pretty bored there's nothing amazing in it to make up for the nonsensical story which rang hard in this one um i i agree that starscream fight was fun i like the train i forgot to mention that at one point early on i actually think just before the commercial break um mega or galvatron's looking at his computer screens and in the upper left one of the screens is just the old uh, 80s uh, Lego space logo. Oh, yeah. I did see that up on the wall. Yeah. But aside from that, yeah. Eh. These three rhyming idiots. I just hope. Oh, boy. Oh, I mean, I guess it's going to lead. This one didn't resolve. So they, hopefully they don't stick around forever, though. Well, look. Hey, worst case, there's only like, what, five, six episodes left. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. there. I've said before, I do not like the rhyming characters. I forget the guy who was on G.I. Joe that always rhymed. I didn't even like those twins on G.I. Joe who finished each other's sentences. Wheelie annoys the <laughs> shit out of me. Uh, there was one on Animated who I can't remember and I don't want to. And these guys, there's fucking three of them. Uh, the next is going to be Decepticon Army. Uh, if you want to join the Tefinpis Army, uh, you can email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. But tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming! See you later. What's he doing here?